Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota of Brookhaven has been voted best new car dealership in Southwest Mississippi four years in a row. Come see the difference. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota of Brookhaven, we deliver. Celebrating the amazing people of coastal Mississippi and across this great state who are working hard to make this a great place to live, work, and play. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show, the show that every single day celebrates so many incredible people who have worked so hard to make this place, really Mississippi, such a great place to live, work, and play. Quick guy. Comment or, or quote to share with you, something I came across that applies so well to uh, the, the world we live in today. I often say on the show, you never know what someone's going through. And I ran across this quote from Laurie uh, Detchen. And here's what Laurie said. You may never know what someone is going through, but if you notice any signs of pain, it could be in the form of hostility, negativity, or oversensitivity. Then odds are... You know how they feel. Respond to the pain instead of judging the signs. We tend to react to what people are doing and not really understanding what's behind it. I think it always helps to you know, pause for a second and think about what someone's going through. And um, some people, some people, you know, everyone, everyone's going through something, you know, and they show it in different ways. It manifests itself in different ways. But one of the things that makes Mississippians such such a uh, for first good people. What what makes a Mississippian such a good person is the fact that when to go and get stuff, we help each other out. And there are there are only a, a few exceptions to that rule along the way, but for the most part, you know what? We're we're lucky to have each other. So uh, I think it's good to pause every now and then think about that. Hey, listen, uh, I am thrilled today to have uh, as my guest uh, a really good friend of mine who's become a good friend through this show over the past over three years, and it's Mark Henderson. He's the former owner, his wife and he, Leslie, the former owners of Lazy Magnolia Brewing Company. They actually just sold it, and we'll talk more about that here shortly. And uh, he is the chief technology officer now for Ocean Era, this really innovative new company that is part of the blue economy in, in coastal Mississippi. And we'll talk about that as well. So without any further ado, let me welcome my friend Mark Henderson to Coastview. How you doing, Mark? I'm great, Ricky. Glad to have, uh, have be on the show again and, and have conversations. We always have a great time. Well, listen, I'm thrilled, as we have talked about before, I'm thrilled that you are now a contributor to Supertalk Mississippi uh, News. Uh, you're writing about entrepreneurship, and, uh, you know, already you've, you've, you've really hit the ground running. Your most recent piece, Are You Willing to Lose It All?, you know, goes back to uh, the, the work that you were doing to, to launch the first brewery, uh, first, uh, brewery in Mississippi, um, and suddenly uh, Katrina hits and you lose everything, everything. Yep. Um, what an incredible sort of subtext to the, uh, the, to the reality that you ultimately rebuilt your company and created an incredible value in your company and were able actually to, to sell it to a Utah company recently. Um, boy, it's been a journey though, hasn't it? Uh, it's, it's wild. Right. And you wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, and the question is, would you do it again? 
And and the answer is when you look at it in retrospect, you the answer is yes. I mean, because of all the millions of things that that it allowed you to do, the people that you you got to meet, the the things that you would have never done. As engineers, uh, our our job oftentimes turns into saying no. Right? We go, ah, yeah. that won't work. You know, you can't do it that way. That'll break. You know, and all those kinds of things. And and entrepreneurship is all about saying yes. Yeah. And really opening the doors to what could be and and where you're headed and all those kinds of things. And it's it's the antithesis of engineering, right? I mean, entrepreneurship is by its very definition risk. And you know, the piece we put together there, you know, is is very much that, right? How much are you willing to put on the line? And you know, where you know, where do you draw the line? When um, when Leslie and I started the brewery, actually, I did a business case, right? I actually interviewed people that were successful in the beer business and people that had failed in the beer business. And it was actually the people that failed that taught me more. Uh, the people that had succeeded all told the same story. They all said, oh, you know, we didn't plan well enough for success. And the people that had failed had all of these millions of great stories about how they were going to do this thing and do that thing. And, you know, as as Part of that process, uh, what I learned was, is that if you set yourself up, entrepreneurship, a lot of people will go, hey, look, if I don't make money in a year, I'm out. Or if I don't make money in five years, I'm out. Well, what you've done is you said, I'm out. And you can't yeah. say Entrepreneurship is about being in. And uh, we t- I talk about it in the piece, just where that takes you and, and how, how in you have to be. Well, how in you have to be. I mean, again, coming back to Katrina, you had a loan. And then uh, you you launched your company, and then Katrina hits. You lose your business. You lose your home. SBA not only didn't give you a disaster loan, but they called the loan. And here you were in dire straits. But as we've discussed before, if you're not willing to bring to the table every single day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, dogged determination to succeed, you you better not start. That's right. And you know what's interesting to me, that that succeeding in in a in let's say you work for a corporation, you work for another someone else, actually succeeding in that company, if you bring that same mindset, you have a chance of succeeding in great ways. That's right. And people think for some reason success as an entrepreneur and success working with someone else and being innovative for someone else are two different things. They are not two different things, are they? No, they're not. And in fact, it's, it's kind of interesting. People come like, I want to be my own boss, right? And I'm like, okay, you are. I mean, by by its very nature, right? I mean, what what you've done is, you know, if you're inside an organization, you can still be your own boss. Now, you may outgrow your boss, right? The guy that you report to on a daily basis, but odds are you won't. And, you know, if you put that same kind of entrepreneurial spirit into doing what you're doing, you're like, oh, well, I'm just working for the man. It's like, the man, the man wants to pay you every dollar you're worth. Yeah, it really does. And hey, if you can be worth that much. Do it. So you go back and look at Katrina, uh, the, all the trials and tribulations of having a microbrewery and your own brand and what's happening in the beer world just in general. I mean, the beer world was changing. You saw all these brands starting to crop up and not to focus on the sort of the political implications of of the Bud Light situation. But what's interesting is is you, you're probably not surprised about it all based on our conversations in the past. And that is that people are willing, there's so many options out there. They're willing to switch on a moment's notice that the loyalty factor is not what it used to be. And you had been seeing this trend for a long time, haven't you? Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, uh, brand loyalty was something that uh, the big brands, I mean, they work very hard to achieve. 
Um, and uh, Machiavelli, if anybody's ever read The Prince by Machiavelli, right? He goes, love is fickle. Uh, fear is omnipresent, but love is fickle. And, you know, and people see, have very short memories. That's right. That's right. And and legitimately, I mean, you know, they're, at some level, you have to count on them at some level, right? I mean, there's let's not kid ourselves, right? I mean, there's a lot of people that deliver Bud Light and sold Bud Light in stores and did all those things that had nothing to do with, you know, a few decisions at the top. Um, but at the same time, right, you know, consumers vote every day with their dollar bills. And if they don't like the message you're putting out, they'll let you know. Well, we got it. We got a great lesson, and I think this is sort of where we are in America. And not to not to open up a whole new realm of com communication and conversation for you and me, but yeah. just to sort of close this part out. Um, the good thing is, whether you're talking about politics or the market or specific products, uh, the pendulum has a tendency to swing oh, yeah. way one way and then way back the other way. And and in some respect, what we're seeing is uh, a correction. We're seeing a course correction because the consumers are kind of tired of corporate America being involved in politics. That's right. And that's just the bottom line. I don't care what side of the, the aisle you're on. The reality of it is people need to develop great products. And if they want their products to be a social cause, they have to be willing to suffer the consequences if, for, it, it, like in this case, the, the market decides we've had enough. And so, again, they're always going to decide, aren't they? And, and so what, what, I, what I used to say in the crappier business, and we got to see this firsthand, which is that passion is a sword that coats both, cuts both ways, right? The, the big brands, they all center up, right? They go to the common denominator. They, they appeal to the broadest mass, right? And in craft beer, we got the opportunity to actually really explore the edges. Now then, but someone would come in and they'd be like, man, this is the best beer ever. And then someone else would follow them up. And I got a great story about this right behind them and go, I don't want to ever try that again. <laughs> and, you know, when the big brands actually start playing around the edges, they get to experience that passion. And really what it means and where they really belong. Yeah, it's a very, very um, – I mean, forget about the politics uh, The politics of beer. That's right. Just beer in general and what, what's the changing nature of the number of competitors that are out there, the number of different brands that are out there, the number of microbreweries kind of doing their thing. It's The world has changed. If you think back when you started your – the Lazy Magnolia Brewing Company back uh, right before Hurricane Katrina. You think about it, Katrina 18 years ago. The massive change that you've watched in the market over the last 18 years is dramatic, isn't it? Uh, Netflix didn't exist. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. I mean, it, you know, the, the iPhone didn't exist. It didn't get introduced in 2007. Get that, you know, just kind of get your head around that, man. That's right. It's, 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 it's so far back in time, right? But it's hard to imagine. And yet, here we are, right? Yeah, here we are. No question. Uh, hey, we're talking to my friend, entrepreneur Mark Henderson, who has a really unique story, a very important story. He's now actually chief technology officer for Ocean Arrow, this really innovative company here in coastal Mississippi that has gotten a lot of recognition for their innovation. We're going to come back on the other side and talk a little bit more about that. We'll see you after this.
listen live or on demand and watch episodes of The Ricky Matthews Show on your laptop, desktop, or your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. His passion and love for coastal Mississippi is why he's here. This is The Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. Boy, I tell you, uh, we were chatting during during the break, uh, Mark Henderson and I, that uh, about how much we enjoy visiting, and um, I really respect him as an entrepreneur, as a leader in the community, and we've uh, we've got a lot we've got a lot of um, similarities in our in our past, and a lot of we share a lot of likes and dislikes. Just fun to catch him, uh, check in with Mark. And I'm, I feel like I'm actually achieving something, Mark, that I can actually have a conversation with you because you're one of the smarter guys I know with sophisticated radar technology patents and all the stuff that you do on the side. And what was interesting to me was in, when Ocean Arrow made the decision to come to coastal Mississippi from California, you enlightened me that you were actually working with them when they were in California. And then now here you, you know, you sell, sell Lazy Magnolia, this great opportunity for that company to grow and be invested in. And uh, you're now able to f- concentrate all your energy on Ocean Era here a- in Gulfport uh, with, um, with this incredibly innovative company as the chief technology officer. It's so interesting the way that all kind of played out. You know, it's um, it, it, it's it just speaks to entrepreneurship, right? I mean, those of us that are active and engaged, right, in whatever it is that we do, right, we we join with whatever it is, and we put 100% of our passion behind it. And um, I mean, legitimately, um, I, I've lost some passion in the in the beer business. And uh, you and I have spoken about this a little bit, right? Both my parents were part of you know my path through the, the beer business. And uh, uh, on, you know, we had a first Friday event. My mother on a first Friday, um, and then my father uh, was deep into Alzheimer's, right, and had been an instrumental part of us setting up our quality system at the brewery and things like that. And you know, that hurt. It was uh, it was difficult in a lot of ways. Um, and then um, you know, I continue and have done engineering, and uh, you know, met the guys at Ocean Arrow in California, and you know, worked for them there. And uh, eventually, I said, "Hey, look, you know, we really would like you to be, you know, in charge of our engineering department and help lead this." And I've had a place where I can put in 100% of my passion, and uh, we've we've really, you know, really done some great things. Uh, you know, the boat the boat for people who don't know is is uh, both above and below the the water, right? It's uh, a sailboat, uh, solar powered. Uh, you know, it's a, a platform for doing. You know, missions with oil platforms and things of that nature, you know, things where you don't want to put people, you know, and a lot of stuff that I've done over the years is building robots and systems to take people out of harm's way. Uh, some people might say that's actually taking people's jobs. Uh, I like to think that it's uh, giving uh, fewer people really, really great jobs that are, you know, much better. So it's, it really is. And we, in fact, we'll have the CEO of Ocean Arrow, and I hope soon to tell the story, his story that led to this. Uh, really, really innovative company that's getting a lot of recognition because it's now part of this blue economy, this burgeoning blue economy conversation that we're having in Mississippi, especially here in coastal Mississippi. Um, I thought about you, though, uh, Mark, when this most, you know, <clears throat> I, I joked with Mark before the show started that you can't say the word submarine because of the social media buzz around what happened what happened recently as it relates to the Titan and the, and the Titanic 
But what's what's interesting about that story is that the composite materials used in building that sub, most of the experts were saying were very troublesome. And so they, they were sort of the victims of their own success in a way because they had a couple of successful dives and then this happens. <clears throat> but as a scientist, as a technologist, as someone who sort of understands this stuff, um, how surprised were you that they stayed, they tried to stay the course using materials that were cheaper, but way more dangerous? No, I mean, and it's, it's an interesting aspect, right? So you got an entrepreneur, right? And, and I call, you know, in the technology space, I call them the champions, right? They have this idea, right? And, and they've done some science and they've done some math, right? And they have, they, they push this idea forward, right? And everybody tells them, no, you can't do that. I've been there. Right? I, I built a radar that could see the wind, and everybody said, you can't do that. It will never work. And But, but you know, you, you've got all the pieces there saying, no, I think it will work. I've done the analysis. I've done these pieces, and you go for it. In this case, this is, this is a prime example of hubris because there are lots of examples of carbon fiber structures not being suitable for this application. Seawater, uh, I mean, for people who know anything about, you know, like Kevlar, Kevlar ropes and seawater, you let those things dry out, the salt crystals that form cut all the Kevlar fibers. You can have the strongest mm -hmm. rope in the world, right? But once it's been exposed to salt water, it's useless. Yeah. And composite structure like this are notoriously difficult to inspect. And, you know, this is a, a case where an entrepreneur took it too far. And it's the classic example of hubris. It's uh, it's really incredible. So you're not you're not surprised at all that they had massive failure long yeah. before they got actually to the depths they were hoping to get to. No, 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 no. And I mean, you know, it, there, there's just prime. I've read several articles on it already, right? To look at you know individual components, and you know, for something that had people in it, you would never have done this. And yeah. um, you know. The system is legitimately too stodgy in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, part of what he fought against was, you know, this idea that, you know, we can't innovate around, you know, different ways of solving these problems the, where you have to be conscious and pay attention and, and do all the science is to make sure that if you're right, you got to be right, right. Mm. And he went too fast, too quickly. Well, some of the stuff that you guys are doing at Ocean Era involves significantly deep water, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. No, we, we don't dive that deep. Um, you know, we, we have what I would call effectively a science platform, um, and it certainly has a variety of applications, but, you know, we target, you know, hundreds of meters in depth, not thousands of meters in depth. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, every 10 meters is one atmosphere. So, you know, these guys were going to crazy pressures. Um, but, you know, there's, there's some value in, in going underneath the sea. It's just the ocean is a is the worst kind of desert. Mm -hmm. People don't appreciate uh, what that means until you've been there. But if you've ever you know, done operations in the ocean, you know that it is a lonely, lonely place. It is huge and open, and there is nothing for ever. It's scary. You know, I had to, I, I dive, and, um, and so I've had the opportunity to dive in a number of different locations. But probably the one that really describes what you're talking about is in uh, Turks and Caicos. The, the, the main providentialis in Turks and Caicos is surrounded by a barrier reef. It's one of the top diving destinations in the world. And you'll go along at 50 feet, just the most beautiful, gorgeous water you've ever seen in your life, 50 feet. 50 feet, 50 feet, and suddenly you get to the wall and it drops to two or 3,000 feet. And 
to to look into that abyss and this and when you're you probably get to 80 feet you know you on the wall you can see all the different species of fish and fish are swimming everywhere and it's amazing but as you get down to about 80 and then you look into the abyss and you start to realize how much of the world we never see or you know it was interesting because they said more people more people have been to outer space than have been to see the the Titanic that's right. at, the, at those depths. That's how much. That's how much we don't know <laughs> about about the you know a lot of technology you know unmanned stuff and uh, sophisticated technology has given us a chance to to map ocean floors and do stuff in very sophisticated ways. But in terms of putting a person in that atmosphere in that situation, it's a it's a, um, still extremely risky business, isn't it? Yeah, I mean. If, I mean the comparison here uh, is is pretty wild, right? It's easier to go to space than it is to the bottom of the ocean. You know, you go to space, you know, you're trying to pressurize human beings at, you know, 10 PSI, 15 PSI, something like that. You go down to the bottom of the ocean, right? You're trying to withstand 10,000 PSI. Wow. It's, yeah. The numbers are just, you know, astronomically and they're different and it's absolutely insane. Well, do you feel like it's so interesting, though, that he, you, here you are in coastal Mississippi, a company that you worked with when they were in California. And now they're, you know, they're doing all this innovative work here that you're engaged in all of that. It's um, it's almost like divine intervention that these, you know, these lines of converging evidence that's, that landed on Mark Henderson finds you in this role in this moment. Um, I, I mean, I, I would never say that I was the center of the universe. But it seems that way sometimes, um, yeah. and and I say that from you know the the as as much humility as I possibly can. But no, I've I've been very blessed, and you know from the entrepreneurial component, it's all about saying yes. Is that we are all presented with opportunities every day, and so many times we say no, I don't have time for that, or no, I I can't do that, or no, I don't feel comfortable doing that, or you know, whatever it might be. And once you open up your mind and start going, hey, look, you know, I want to I want to do these things and saying yeah. yes, the opportunity to present themselves, you have a real opportunity. Here's a, here's what I would suggest to you to do. Think about this conversation that we're having right now, and and this great experience that Mark brings to the table, and the way he's proven through his own actions, he's lived by example that this willingness to to engage dogged determination and innovative thinking in ways and go places no one has ever gone before, et cetera. Think about all that and go read his column that is at supertalk.fm, or you can go to the Supertalk uh, Mississippi Facebook page. You'll see it there as well. But go there and, and uh, click on, on news and then go to opinion, and you'll see it there. It's probably in the news feed as well. But it said that the title is, Are You Willing to Lose It All? Think about, read that and think about this conversation today. And that should give you some inspiration to say, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to take the inspiration and see, you know, and pursue my dreams. Pursue your dreams. That's, that's kind of what Mark's saying. Do and do it with dogged determination. Mark, it's been a pleasure to spend some time with you, my friend. I can't wait to have the CEO of Ocean Aero. That'll be a terrific conversation. I, it, it, you, you'll be amazed. Uh, he yeah. is dynamic and energetic for sure. Cannot wait. Hey, listen, when we come back on the other side, we're going to talk about Palmer Home with uh, my friend Drake Bassett. We'll see you after this. Thanks, Ricky. Subscribe for free to the Ricky Matthews Show podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.